Hi listeners, it's Ben, and welcome back to the Eerie Enigma Paranormal Podcast. Today I am delving deep into the perplexing world of dreams. Dreams are like uncharted territories of our minds, where anything can happen. They're vivid, sometimes surreal, and they can take us on a roller coaster of emotions. So today we're exploring the captivating topic of dreams. Dreams are a unique and integral part of our lives, often occurring during the rapid eye movement phase of sleep. They can be quite the adventure, resembling real-life events one moment and turning into abstract, otherworldly experiences the next. The emotions in dreams can be all over the map, from pure joy to heart-pounding fear, anxiety, or just plain confusion. But here is where it gets more intriguing, listeners. Throughout history and across various cultures and belief systems, dreams have held profound significance. They've been seen as windows to the divine, portals to the spirit world, and even sources of guidance. Ancient civilizations often believed that dreams were a form of communication with the divine. People turned to dream interpreters to decipher the messages they received in their dreams. In some cultures, dreams were considered omens, giving insight into the future. I find it fascinating how dream interpretations have evolved over time. Think about the work of Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung. Freud believed that dreams were like gateways to our deepest desires, our unconscious thoughts and emotions. Jung, on the other hand, was all about the symbolism in dreams, those universal themes and archetypes that appear across different cultures. And today, in contemporary psychology, dreams are seen as a way for our minds to process emotions, memories, and even to solve problems. The purpose of dreaming is still an open question, a topic of ongoing research, and it continues to captivate us. I find it so intriguing, to say the least. So listeners, stay tuned as we journey deeper into the world of dreams, exploring various types of dreams, the science behind them, and different methods for dream interpretation. I'll be back shortly. Now listeners, do I have a surprise for you. I've got a special guest who's an expert at unraveling the mysteries of the dream realm. Joining me is my gorgeous friend Nikki from Universal Connections. Nikki, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Hey Ben, and hello listeners. I'm looking forward to talking about such an intriguing subject. Nikki, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Now listeners, to give you some background... Nikki and I have been friends for about a year now, and we met in the field, so to speak, at a few investigations last year. And well, we have recently been talking about dreams, and I thought, what a great subject to start my new podcast journey with. So Nikki, tell our dear listeners a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Ben. Well, since I can remember being as a baby, I have always had the ability to see spirit. Now, when I say see, I mean with my eyes. Yes, I see them with the third eye. But as a kid, I would always see them. And for a long time, it scared the living daylights out of me. And which is for another topic altogether, that when I was seven years old, I first met a being called a Palladian. So to cut a long story short, I'm a psychic, necromancer, medium, witch, crystal healer, and I love all things spooky, elementals, ancient ones, and ancestors. I talk to all of them, and I absolutely love the spirit world. It's truly fascinating to hear about your experiences, Nikki. It's not every day you get to meet someone with such a deep connection to the spirit world. Your journey from childhood fear to embracing your psychic abilities and connection with spirits is both remarkable and inspiring. It's evident that you have a diverse range of talents and interests, and I have so many more questions, and I'm sure our listeners do as well. 
but they'll have to wait for another episode. So let's just jump straight in. Now, I've been researching for the last couple of weeks, like in depth, and I'm so excited to get your take on this, Nikki, as well. So let's start off with going through the common types of dreams that we've probably all experienced. We'll start with lucid dreams. So lucid dreams are dreams in which the dreamer becomes aware that they are dreaming. This awareness allows them to have some degree of control over the dream's content and narrative, okay? So we've all had that, where we can control the dream. Let's move on to nightmares. So nightmares are distressing dreams filled with fear, anxiety, or intense negative emotions. They can wake the dreamer from sleep, often leading to feelings of terror. Yeah, like I've had these, I've woken up like sweating, panting, my heart's racing. And most of the time I'm like, what, what, what happened? Like, what was I dreaming? <laughs> then we move on to reoccurring dreams. So reoccurring dreams are dreams that the dreamer experiences repeatedly, often with a constant theme, setting, or storyline. Okay. Now, this is one that really intrigues me, okay? Prediction dreams. Prediction dreams are dreams that seem to predict future events or provide insights that later come true. Now, I've had hints of this myself personally, where I've gone later on when I'm awake, and I'm like, deja vu, I've dreamt that. Or I felt like the same feeling, emotions, Those kind of things. Yeah, it's really interesting, those ones. Then we move on to epic or adventure dreams. Now, these are dreams characterized by grand adventurous narratives. Dreamers may find themselves embarking on quests, exploring distant lands, or engaging in exciting adventures. Now, that sounds much better than the nightmares. Oh, and I love this one, flying dreams. Flying dreams involve the sensation of floating, soaring, or flying through the air. So personally, I've had these types of dreams, and I've been able to control them as well. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Now, last but not least, we've got being chased dreams. Dreams where the dreamer is being pursued or chased by someone or something. Now, I've had those, and I've written a recount from dreams that I had reoccurring during my childhood that we'll go through later as well. So, listeners, it's important to note that the interpretations of these dreams can vary wildly, and dream experiences are highly personal. We have to remember that. The study of dreams continues to be a rich area of exploration for psychologists and neuroscientists and those interested in understanding the human mind and its subconscious processes, like Nikki and I, and of course, all our listeners tuning in. Dreams are amazing in many ways. They can bring healing and closure. They can bring an understanding to a situation. They can also scare the heck out of you too. I know myself, I've had a few of those. I've had some crazy dreams as well. I've had dreams where... I think, why on earth would I dream about that? That makes absolutely no sense to me. And I also know that sometimes it's just the, as I like to call it, taking the emotional rubbish out and it clears it through my dream state. So dreams can also talk to us. Even with those, which I know is another subject altogether, but those that have passed... Yeah, they can come visit us in our sleep. And for me, you've just hit the nail on the head. I really want to get into that subject as well about loved ones that have passed over. And even for me, I've had like ancestors I haven't met visit me and, you know, give me certain information on things that I'm looking for. But yeah, we'll get into that later. But those lucid dreams are full on. They're amazing. And those dreams where 
as Ben, you touched on before, the dreams that you have where you dream a situation or an, or an event and it does happen, happens the exact way that you saw it. And it can be six days later, six months later, or even a year later. But our dreams really expand our knowledge in a lot of ways that we wouldn't even think about in our day-to-day life. And I fully believe that. I believe that during our dreams and our sleep, we do download knowledge that we then use later in our, our waking lives. So what else intrigues you, Nikki? Well, Ben, what intrigues me the most about dreams is how these things happen, particularly whether it is a sense of deja vu when they become a reality or a lucid dreaming. That one always gets me. It's fascinating when you're in a dream and you know you're dreaming. I've been in a dream myself where I've actually stopped and I've said, and I've heard my voice go, stop, you're dreaming. This is not real. Wake up. And I did. It's dreaming, as I said before, is this, it's a sense of also healing. Dreaming can bring you closure. It can help release emotions. As, as I know for myself, I've had dreams, like I've said, Previously, when I'm smashing tomatoes against a, a, a tree, I know that may sound weird to the listeners, but in the dream, it helped get the anger out. It was more over a situation um, at the time years ago that I hadn't spoken my truth. So I came out of my dreams and I tell you what, it was a great dream to have because it released this anger that was building and it just, boom, did it in a, in a way that it was just simply dumb. And it's amazing. It's, it's, it even, even now I'm speechless because dreams, uh, dreams can take you on the most incredible places or to the most incredible places on amazing journeys. Dreams you can also find yourself and become, how do I word this, more of an understanding with yourself and it works in the most intense ways. As an example, I lost my cat, my familiar last year, Trinity. Um, I'd had her for 19 and a half years and even though being a medium, I know exactly where she is. I've seen her and heard her, not a problem, but I dreamt on and off for probably six weeks after where I held her in my arms and I was saying to my guides and saying to people, you need to bring her back. You need to bring her back. You need to make her better and bring her back to me because she's my familiar, she's my cat, and you simply can't have her. And this dream kept happening over and over. The only difference was the last one I had was with my mum and dad, who have both passed. And... I said to my dad, you can do something, dad, please. And he smiled at me and said, Fred, because it was my family nickname. He said, darling, there's nothing. You just need to let her go now. It's time. And it was absolutely horrific, but I handed her over to my dad. And although the grief is still there, I felt a lot lighter because I know for myself I'd been fighting on letting her go. And these dreams were a way of processing her grief, or my grief, I should say, and processing her journey. Because it's about her, not me. But I had to understand that because I'm the one still here. And it was, it was intense, it was hard, but it was also, like I said, like a, like a closure. Um, Healing took place because the dream helped me deal with my grief or release it because on the outside when I was awake, as I said before, being a medium, I didn't need to grieve because I know where she is. Yep, I was sad at the time, 
it was okay though because I know where she is. Everything's fine. Everything's good. And I kept just telling myself this. Yep, everything's okay. It's okay. But when I went to sleep, that's when it came out. So for us, dreams are the most amazing ways to cope, to heal, to understand, and to sometimes just figure out who we are. Nikki, your experiences and insights into dreams are truly captivating. It's clear that dreams hold a special place in your life, offering you a unique lens through which you view reality and gain closure on healing. It's interesting how you mentioned that dreams can help release emotions and bring closure. With a certain situation in my life, I wasn't able to get closure in person. But through my dreams, wow. I got that closure. Your story about dreaming of your cat trinity and the process of letting go is very touching. I still feel like animals that have passed around me, and sometimes I will see a white blur run across the room and then feel them jump onto the bed. It's nice to know that they are still with me providing comfort. Nikki, how do you think these dreams connect? with your abilities as a medium and your understanding of the afterlife? Well, Ben, that is a great question. For me personally, how I dream, I can put them into categories. And what I mean by that is I can tell, as I said before, when it's just a release dream or, as my guardian would say, taking the trash out with the release of emotions. yes. Then there are those dreams where, for example, when my mum passed away, I hadn't been able to hear her or see her, etc. Well, on the 8th of the 8th, which is the Lion's Gate, I dreamt very early that morning and all I saw her was sitting and I stood up and I had been hugging her. She had the scarf on that I gave her the week before she passed for Mother's Day on. She had it on her. She looked young. She looked vibrant. But do you know what the difference was? It was all in black and white. Oh, wow. And for me, when I have dreams like that, when they're in black and white, that's a, it's a visitation, which I know is another subject altogether. However, that dream Once I woke, I knew where I had been. And in the past, I've also had dreams of some relatives of where I have been attending their funeral, black and white, and six months later, they passed away. Or I've had the dream where my auntie passed away and I dreamt I was standing on a garden, I'm in the grass, and this beautiful big old wooden door, like, you know, in the, in the castles with a big metal door oh, yes, thing yes. that they pull and open. And it was an arch, like out of Camelot. And on the other side of this castle and from this building was my uncle. And my uncle had passed years and years before. And I watched as my auntie Enid walked around the corner of the building and walked got to the doorway, turned around and looked at me and then walked to the door and then the door closed. I woke up. To me, that that dream or that moment, that is my mediumship in the communication with family or whether it is my fur babies. So how the way that it works for me is how the dream looks. As I said, mostly it's black and white. Why? I don't really know. It's always been like that. And it's a strange thing compared to me dreaming always in color. But my mediumship dreams uh, have always been in black and white. And I've asked many, even my guides, why? Why black and white? And my guides just said to me, why not? (laughs) So... Yeah, that's to me how that connection works. That's so cool and so fascinating. 
And I love, I love that they're like, why not? Exactly. Why not? And personally, I can't remember a time that I've had a dream in black and white. Yeah, so I find that so intriguing how that's linked in with your mediumship. It's so cool. Nikki, I'd love you to share some techniques or practices with me and our listeners that you use to enhance your dream experiences or to gain a deeper understanding of yourself through dreams. Sure, I would love to share. For me, I am a lover of crystals. One of my favorite, ultimate, absolute crystal that I always love and have is a piece of moldavite. And I love this crystal. It is my absolute favorite because I always think of the X-Files, not just because it's box molder, but because it's to do with the, you know, ETs and again, very high realms. It's just one of my favorite crystals. I have a piece of that under my pillow with a tiny piece of amethyst. What I do for myself is I sit down and I have the light off. I don't go into deep meditation or anything. I just ask my guides and my higher self while holding these crystals. I just say to myself, okay, I'm now going to bed. I ask that for any messages or any communication any healing or closure that needs to take place, I ask that to please do so tonight while I sleep. I ask it to come in the form of a dream. And if I am meant to remember and know it, then I ask for that to also take place. I thank you for that. And I will now go to bed and sleep well. That's what I say. That's all I do. And I literally then just lay down and go to bed. I don't look at my phone. I don't do anything to re-wake myself up, so to speak. I don't go to bed expecting anything. I also just go to bed and go, okay, I just sleep. And that's really all I actually do. It's definitely about not setting those expectations and expecting anything. Definitely. Nikki, I'm intrigued to know, have your experiences with dreams influenced your work as a medium? And do you use dream interpretation in your practice to help others? Another great question, Ben. First part of it, no, it actually doesn't alter or enhance or influence or anything like that to do with how I am as a medium. Have I interpreted with clients? Absolutely. I've had many clients that will sit there and go, I keep having this dream. Or I dreamt this and this is what I saw and I, this is what I did. And I, then I can, I pick up, well, I either speak to my guide or I pick up on what the client, what's, what's happening. I'm already kind of communicating with them and their guides and mine at that stage. And then what I look at is, okay, I just, it's hard to explain. I just know that um, the client, I'll say to them, well, to me, that dream represents you literally just releasing it because of this, this, and this has happened. And my client will either confirm or deny. Most of the time it's confirm. And we then go from there. Or they'll ask me, why do I keep having this? Why does this dream keep coming back? And I said, well, you need to look at what's happening in the dream. And then we go through that. And I said, yes, but you might be doing five or six things in that dream, but only two of them are the actual things that are important. All the rest? means nothing and we can look at it in a way of how that can bring them closure a lot of the time my clients are going through some extreme intense emotions whether that's from somebody passing or ending of a relationship or simply lost so when we do discuss the dreams that's what we look at and how we go from there Nikki, thank you. I find your work with clients and their dreams is truly intriguing. The way you guide them through the emotions and the process of identifying the crucial elements within their reoccurring dreams is quite a distinctive approach. I'm sure our listeners will be eager to dive deeper into the topic of dream interpretation, which we'll be exploring shortly. So genuinely fascinated by your perspective on dreams, Nikki, and how they can impact our lives. 
And I'm eager to know, as I'm sure our listeners are as well, what advice would you offer to someone who might be trying to harness the potential of their dreams for personal growth, healing, and self-discovery? Well, Ben, it actually comes down to the individual. When, for example, from my experiences when I'm working with clients, there are times, and I will say this, that clients don't need me. They actually need to perhaps look at some, like a medical side of things, whether that be, you know, some, or they might need to go to a GP to maybe perhaps get some counselling or whether they need to go to a naturopath and it might be minerals that they're missing out on or, or vitamins or et cetera. But the way for a person to interpret their own dreams, first off, is always have a journal, have a piece of paper, full cap page, whatever you need, buy your bed and a pen. Write the date, even sometimes write the time down. Even if it makes no sense, just write it down. Even if it's jumbled, even if it's all over the place, still write it down. Keep a dream journal and then begin to see a pattern if there is one. Notice certain things. What time is it, are you dreaming at the same time each night? Are you dreaming as it's coming into a full moon or do you dream more when it's a dark moon? I do that. I don't sleep well with full moons. Well, not at all. But come the dark moon, I love it. And it's, to me, it's powerful just as much as the full moon. But these are the type of things to note. Um, how you're feeling yourself, you know, physically, mentally, and emotionally. You know, how are you dreaming about certain things because of where you are in your life and you have a fear of stepping forward or moving forward? There are ways by simply asking yourself. We all have our own answers and we, you don't even need to do what I do. You can simply interpret them yourselves by your own intuition. You know, you can have many people will say to you, well, this is what I think. And you might have five people tell you and number five finally resonates with you. The other previous ones don't know that. No, no, no. Well, that's the same with your dreams. You know, to someone, it might be, you know, they might think, gosh, what a wacko thing to dream about. But to you, you go, no, I know why I'm dreaming about that house because it was such and such a long time ago. It, it could be a memory or a reason. You know, I have a friend who's extremely logic, hasn't got an ounce of intuition in her body whatsoever, but she will dream of things like a house. And four years later, she thought, no, I haven't had that dream. I don't need to worry about it. Well, she did dream about that house, except that this second time she was inside the house. It was a house that her and her husband, that she hadn't met then, bought. So, yeah, four years apart, I know it's a big chunk. But our dreams tell us so many, many things. We just need to sometimes listen and take care of ourselves and just know that whatever we're dreaming about, that it's still going to be okay. I love your positivity here. And I think the main takeaway here is that dreams are highly personal to the individual and their experiences, circumstances, and emotions have a major impact on interpretation. To sum it up, dreaming is a dynamic process involving wild narratives and emotional content during the REM sleep. With several theories attempting to decipher its meaning and function, the exact purpose of dreaming remains an ongoing area of exploration, with various theories offering different perspectives on its role in mental and emotional processes. Listeners, we'll be back shortly after this short break. Listeners, welcome back. Now, we're going to explore the intriguing concept of dream symbolism. Dream symbolism suggests that the elements and objects 
within our dreams are like pieces of a puzzle, offering us a window into our subconscious thoughts and emotions. It's a captivating journey into the inner workings of our minds. So dream symbolism, in a nutshell, is the idea that the things we encounter in our dreams, whether they're objects, characters, or entire scenarios, can symbolize deeper, often hidden psychological or emotional aspects of our lives. These symbols aren't always straightforward. They can be highly personal and context-dependent. In some instances, symbols may have universal meanings that resonate across cultures. But remember, listeners, dream symbolism isn't a one-size-fits-all concept. The interpretation of a symbol often depends on the dreamer's unique experiences, feelings, and associations. So now let's talk about some examples of dream symbols that seem to have more widespread universal meanings. Let's start with water. Think of water in dreams as a reflection of your emotions. Calm, clear, waters may indicate tranquility, where turbulent or murky waters could suggest emotional turmoil or uncertainty. Flying, the act of flying often represents a desire for freedom, success, or escaping from limitations. It can be seen as a symbol of empowerment or liberation. Being chased. If you find yourself being chased or pursued in a dream, it may symbolize avoidance, stress, or unresolved conflicts in your life. Teeth falling out. Losing teeth in a dream may symbolize feelings of powerlessness, insecurity, or concerns about your appearance. Falling. Falling dreams can signify a loss of control, fear, or failure, or lack of support in your waking life. Being naked in public. Dreaming of being exposed in a public setting often reflects feelings of vulnerability, exposure, or concerns about judgment and social acceptance. So, let's now talk about personalized dream symbols. The interpretation of dream symbols is like deciphering a unique code specific to each dreamer. It heavily relies on your personal experiences and emotions. For instance, a dog might symbolize loyalty and companionship to one, but evoke fear and past trauma in another. Now, to interpret personalized dream symbols, you might want to consider the following. Let's start with emotions. Pay close attention to the emotions you experience during the dream. They may provide valuable clues to the symbol's meaning. Personal associations. Reflect on your personal experiences, memories, or associations with the symbol. What significance does it hold in your life? Context. Examine the context of the dream. The same symbol can have different interpretations depending on the dream's overall storyline and other elements that are present. Reoccurring symbols. If a particular symbol keeps appearing in your dreams, it may indicate an unresolved issue or a reoccurring theme in your life. So listeners, in summary, dream symbolism introduces the concept that the elements and scenarios in our dreams are like a secret language offering us deeper insights into our inner world. Some symbols have universal interpretations, while others are highly personal. The key to unlocking the message and significance of these symbols lies in exploring the emotions, associations, and context of the dream, creating a personalized key to your subconscious. Nikki, what are your thoughts on dream symbolism? And what advice do you have for our listeners who may be interested in exploring symbolism in their own dreams? How can they start to decode their dream language? Well, my thoughts about dream symbolism is, I would say for the listener, quite personal. 
Now, mind you, there are many books out there by many people about signs and symbols, dream interpretation. There are hundreds and hundreds. I don't have one. But for me personally, most of the time I go with what I feel. And I would suggest that to you, everyone out there, that you're looking at the way as to why that symbol came into your dream. What's going on at the time in your life? You know, is it about you? Is it about somebody else? Could it be about a situation upcoming or something that's going on in your life then? And I would look at how seeing the symbol made you feel. Things like that in a way of just simply utilizing your own intuition and your own guidance. Absolutely. Trust your intuition is an invaluable skill and I couldn't agree more. In fact, I found the more I delve into this subject, the more I appreciate the importance of following my gut feelings. I've gathered quite a collection of books on dream symbolism and related topics, which I often reference. These books have been like a treasure trove of wisdom, offering insights and guidance on how to tap into that innate sixth sense we all possess. However, what's more intriguing, and as you mentioned earlier, is the art of deciphering the world around us. Trusting your intuition goes beyond just reading about it in books. It's about observing the subtle cues and energies in your own environment, the unspoken language of the universe. It's about tuning into those vibrations and energies that surround us, which can be both enlightening and transformative. To enhance my intuitive abilities and gain added clarity, I found a few additional practices that work wonders for me. Sometimes I turn to the age-old art of tea leaf reading. There's a certain mystique and magic in watching the patterns form by tea leaves at the bottom of a cup, and it often reveals hidden messages that align with my intuition. Another tool I use is drawing cards like tarot or oracle cards. These cards serve as a mirror to our subconscious and can help provide guidance and insights into situations or questions we might have. They offer a unique perspective and a way to tap into our intuition in a structured and symbolic manner. All in all, listeners, it's about blending the knowledge from books and the intuitive experiences in the world around us. These practices, whether it's reading tea leaves or drawing cards, can serve as complementary tools that help unlock the deeper layers of our intuition and offer a different angle of understanding. It's a holistic approach to sharpening our intuitive skills, and it's a journey that continues to be both enlightening and fulfilling. Nikki, in your experience, how can people differentiate between ordinary dreams and those dreams that may contain messages or insights from the spiritual realm? Are there certain signs or indicators that they should be aware of? The best way to interpret what a dream means for you, or if it is in fact a message, is again by looking at certain things. What do you remember? Was the dream in colour or was it black and white? Did you see anyone in particular? Do you feel anything in particular? Did you have a great feeling when you woke up? Was it just simply a dream where I've spoken before about just simply taking out the emotion of rubbish. Sometimes dreams are wacky, like really weird, distorted, strange, wacky dreams. Sometimes that can be just due to a full moon. And there are times where a dream will make sense to you. If it is a message from spirit, it will be clear, it will be precise, and it may not actually have somebody come up to you and start talking. You might walk outside and see say, for example, 20 or 30 butterflies. But you will know, the listener, you will know that that symbol, that butterfly, you know is from, say, your grandmother because you and your grandmother used to talk about them and your love for butterflies. There is just a way a dream is delivered, so to speak. As I said, it'll make sense, it'll be clear, it'll be precise. Sometimes it can be a bit murky. But again, that depends on what's going on in your life and what's happening in that particular moment. It's funny how you brought up about butterflies and the association with grandmothers because that's exactly what I do. When I ask the universe for a sign, a sign that is clear and I can understand, that is what I'll be shown and I know that I'm on the right track. 
As we wrap up our discussion on dream symbolism, Nikki, what message or insight would you like to leave with our listeners who are intrigued by the world of dreams and symbolism? Well, my message to you all out there would be, again, as I said before, see how you feel. I know that may sound weird because you're seeing it how you feel, but that's a way to interpret where you're coming from or where your dream is coming from. When you woke up, what do you remember? Do you remember colours? Do you feel anything? Did you smell something? Did you hear a song? Did you notice anything in particular? It's like myself. In a personal experience, I've had a dream. I was talking to someone. They knocked on the front door. I opened it. Didn't think anything of it because I was just talking to them. I knew them. But behind, on the road, was a white car and written in red was security. And the red was flashing. And that was to me to say, pay attention, warning, shut the door, which is what I did. And that was a long time ago, though I had that dream. So your interpretation and symbolism is your own feelings, your own thoughts, your own intuition. And as I said before too, have a piece of paper and a pen, write it down, note things. Are certain things turning up in your dream? whether it be an animal or whether it be a feeling, whether it be a colour, what do you feel? And in some aspects, it can take a while because it's like you're putting a bit of a jigsaw puzzle together. But you will know what it is, what it means and why. Next up, we have two very personal dream experiences from our listeners, Vicky and Greg. So stay tuned. So this is the personal recount that we received from Greg that I'm just going to read out. I've had my fair share of dreams, but there's one that stands out as particularly vivid and unsettling, a being chased nightmare. In this dream, I found myself in a dark labyrinth forest with towering trees that seemed to stretch into the sky. The air was heavy with an eerie silence and a feeling of impending doom hung over me. I was running, my heart was pounding like a drum in my chest, but I had no idea why or what I was running from. The forest seemed to go on forever, and every turn I took led me deeper into its depths. My breath came in short, panic gasps as I stumbled over roots and slippery moss-covered rocks. Then I heard it, the sound of heavy, uneven footsteps behind me, I dared a quick glance over my shoulder and caught a glimpse of a shadowy figure, obscured by the darkness. It was chasing me with relentless determination, moving faster with every passing moment. The fear that coursed through me was paralyzing, but I knew I couldn't stop. I could feel the presence of the pursuer getting closer, and its breath seemed to tickle the back of my neck. The sensation of being chased was overwhelming, as if an invisible noose was tightening around my throat. My legs ached and I stumbled, but I forced myself to keep going. My only thought was to escape. The dream was a chaotic blur of desperate escape attempts, through thick underbush, over fallen logs, across shallow streams. I could hear my own heartbeat in my ears, drowning out all other sounds. I didn't know who or what was chasing me, but the terror was all too real. As I sprinted through the forest, I couldn't help but wonder what would happen if my pursuer caught up with me. The dream seemed to stretch on endlessly, and with every step, I felt a growing sense of hopelessness. I knew that in the nightmare, my chances of escaping were slim, and the fear was suffocating. Then just as it seems as I couldn't run any longer, I woke up drenched in sweat and gasping for breath. The relief of realizing that it was just a dream was palpable and I was left with a lingering sense of unease. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Greg. Okay, now there is a lot to unpack here. And again, I'm answering based on my own personal experiences 
as I don't know Greg, but I feel there is symbolism around unresolved issues or potential conflict as being chased nightmares may be linked to past traumatic experiences. So these dreams can serve as a way for our mind to process and deal with unresolved trauma, allowing the dreamer to confront and ultimately heal from these experiences. So Nikki, what are your thoughts about Greg's personal experience that he shared with us? Do you have any advice for him? Well, that was one heck of a dream, Greg, and thank you for sending that in to us. For me, what I feel is a lot to do with the anxiety, the feeling that life is closing in on you, like you're trapped, and the footsteps, the shadow is whatever the fear is that's going on is manifesting in that way through your dream. There's I feel for you, Greg, because you, there's a lot of stress there. There's a lot of trauma and even a little bit of grief. And my advice would, first of all, to be gentle with yourself. I would also take some time out from life, if possible, and even just focus on you on a day-to-day basis. And Greg, even if you have to break that down to an hour to an hour basis, whether it be spending time in nature, whether you're like me, a forest and tree person, or the ocean, or even confronting the fear or your past. That can be full on and that can be intense. And, you know, Greg, it may take a little bit of time, but you can do it because I do feel that you are quite a strong person. You're very grounded. I don't feel that you're all over the place kind of a guy. But I also feel that this can be healed. And with all the past and how I feel it is, it's coming in, crashing basically into your present. And with the intense anxiety that you're feeling, well, as I said, this can be dealt with, it can be healed. But be gentle with yourself, Greg, and take time, but also give yourself permission to heal, give yourself permission to face the fear, and give yourself permission to know that it's okay, and you will be okay. I totally agree with you there, Nikki. It's all about giving yourself permission and... Once that happens, everything else seems to fall into place, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that, Nikki. So let me read out the personal experience sent in from Vicky. I had a visitation dream, one that I'll remember for the rest of my life. It was a few months after my mother had passed away and her absence had left a gaping void in my life. I was struggling to come to terms with her sudden departure, and my emotions were in turmoil. Then one night it happened. In the dream, I found myself in a familiar place from my childhood, our old family house. It was warm, welcoming, and bathed in soft, golden light. As I wandered through the house, I heard her voice, a voice that was unmistakably my mother's. It was as if she had never left. Turning a corner, I saw her standing there, just as I remembered her. She was wearing her favourite floral dress, her face radiant and full of life. I couldn't believe my eyes. It was her, standing there, smiling at me. The rush of emotions was overwhelming. I rushed towards her, tears streaming down my face. We talked for what like felt was for hours. It was as if we were catching up on all the moments we hadn't been able to since her passing. I told her how much I missed her and how her absence had left a void that nothing could ever fill. She reassured me, her words filled with love and warmth. She told me that she was okay and that she was at peace and that I shouldn't carry the burden of grief. 
We shared stories, laughter, and even a few tears. It was so surreal. Like she had never left. Like she was right there with me, guiding me through the pain. The dream was so vivid, and I could feel her presence, as if I could touch her and hold her close again. As the dream began to fade, my mother held my hand and told me she would always be a part of me. She said that our love transcended the boundaries of life and death. Then with a final loving smile, she slowly faded away. I woke up with tears in my eyes, but also with a sense of peace and comfort that I hadn't felt since her passing. This dream was a visitation, a precious gift that allowed me to say the things I had never been able to say in real life, and it offered me the closure I so desperately needed. To this day, I am not sure whether it was a creation of my own mind, a result of my deep grief, or if it was something more profound, a genuine connection with the afterlife. But one thing is certain, it brought me comfort and a renewed sense of connection with my beloved mother. And for that, I am forever grateful. Wow, Vicky, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I really felt this personal experience. It's a beautiful, touching moment beyond the veil. Grief is such a complex and deeply emotional experience, and there is some big emotional healing happening here for you, Vicky. Now, Nikki, what are your thoughts and advice for Vicky? Wow. Vicky, just wow. That is simply an amazing and beautiful moment that you had with your mum because that was a visitation. It wasn't just your thoughts or emotional time. It was a visit from your mum and she is okay and that's exactly what she was telling you. That's, I hope you hold that in your heart and your soul until you both meet again, because you will. And my advice is just to simply bask in that moment of pure love between a mother and a daughter and hold that memory forever, because that was just simply beautiful. Now, listeners, I'm going to share with you my own personal experience. As a child, I experienced a reoccurring dream that would haunt my nights for what felt like an eternity. It was a dream that always began the same way, with me in my very own bedroom. But it was my room from another time, as if I had been transported back to a different era. The walls were adorned with vintage wallpaper and the furniture seemed worn and old. Despite it being familiar, it was strangely unsettling. Now in this dream, I would be tucked up into my bed feeling secure beneath my blanket. Everything appeared normal until I heard the creaking sound, like the slow opening of a bedroom door. And then she would appear. An old woman, hunched and withered, her face etched with wrinkles and her eyes shining with an eerie otherworldly glint. Her presence was overwhelming, and I could feel her energy. This woman was a witch-like, dressed in tattered dark clothes that seemed to flow like shadows. Her bony fingers clutched an ancient-looking keys, and she had this weird sinister grin, and she slowly made her way toward me. The feeling of dread would intensify with every step she took. I knew what she was here for. She would approach my bedroom door, her cold, piercing eyes fixed on me, and then, with a wicked laugh, she produced the key to a wardrobe, a grotesque antique that looked out of place in my once familiar bedroom. In my dream, I was paralyzed, like she wasn't holding me down or anything, but I just, I couldn't move. Her eyes never left mine. I could hear the creaking of the wardrobe doors, and with a sudden forceful shove, she would push me inside. 
the darkness within the wardrobe was suffocating and I could feel the old, musty clothes brushing against my skin. The dream always played out the same way, my heart pounding, trapped inside the wardrobe, surrounded by darkness, unable to escape. The fear of the unknown and the witch-like woman was just her grip, and I'd awake in a cold sweat, trembling, trying to remember that it was just a dream. Now, as a child, I couldn't understand why I had this reoccurring dream. The old woman and the wardrobe felt like symbols of fear and mystery, but their significance remained elusive. It was only with time and age that I come to see it as a manifestation of my childhood fears and anxieties. Despite its unsettling nature, the dream eventually lost its grip on my nights as I grew older and my fears evolved into more rational concerns. Looking back, I can now see it was a part of my childhood, a strange and eerie memory of a time when the world was a more mysterious place, and my imagination would conjure the most unsettling dreams. Wow, Ben, that's an intense dream to have, but totally understandable. And it's funny, when I was a child, the same recurring dream I would have was I would wake in my bed and I would look down the hallway and this kind of like robot was dressed in a tuxedo, weird I know, and he would walk down the hallway like a robot with his arms and all that would emanate from him was this sound like a ooh, ooh, that over and over and he used to get right near me and start to look down and I would wake up fighting either the sheets literally fighting or my mum waking me up yelling at me to wake up it was the most terrifying dream that I used to have and I even nicknamed him the boogeyman I was roughly six years old and I still dreamt of him until I was around 11. That's how long, on and off, never a certain pattern until I realised, more so when I was later, older, that for me, because I could see and do what I did, I had such a massive fear because I would see spirit before I ever heard them. So I would see things of all kinds and the fear, not with everything, was absolutely incredible to, it used to affect me in amazing ways. However, I was probably two nights before we were moving out of this house and I dreamt of it again. And this time though, I actually sat up in my bed and I got to my doorway and I put my hand up and I said, stop. And I woke up. And I never dreamt of that thing, that boogeyman, ever again. That's so intriguing as well, because it's like, oh, it's like the fear is more intense when we are, ch are children, because we don't fully understand it. We don't have those life experiences at that point either. And with my experience, how it ended is I remember... I got up and I lit the wardrobe on fire in the dream. And then for me, yeah, it stopped. But yeah, it was just like, like yourself. It was years. Yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it? Listeners, let's now delve into some practical methods that can help you improve your dream recall for more effective interpretation. Remember, Understanding your dreams can provide valuable insights into your inner world and help you navigate life's challenges. Let's go through some useful tips to enhance your dream recall. As Nikki has suggested before, journaling. Journaling specifically for recording your dreams. This reinforces the importance of your dream work and make sure you write immediately as soon as you wake up. Jot down all the details you can remember from your dream. Don't worry about neatness, capturing the essence is what matters. And like Nikki said before, make sure you include emotions and sensations. Describe your emotions, sensations, and the context of a dream. 
these can be vital for interpretation. Now this is one that sometimes works for me. I like to draw or sketch. If you're artistically inclined, add sketches or diagrams to complement your written descriptions. As Nikki also mentioned before, make sure you go back and review and reflect. Periodically review your dream journal to look for those reoccurring themes, symbols or patterns. This can provide insights into your subconscious. Now, this is one that works for me, the use of voice notes. In today's digital age, using voice notes is another practical way to record your dreams. Keep a voice recorder or smartphone by your bedside. Upon waking, speak your dream loud. The benefit of this approach is that it can capture your thoughts and feelings as they are in the moment, without the constraints of writing. These recordings can later be transcribed and written into your dream journal. So, dear listeners, we're here to empower you on your journey to enhance your dream experiences. It's crucial to recognize that there's no one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to exploring your personal subconscious through dreams. Each of us is unique, and our dream worlds reflect that individuality. I encourage you to be open, to try and experiment and try various methods to find what resonates best with you and your dream recall and interpretation. Remember to embrace your individuality. Just as our waking lives differ from one person to another, our dreamscapes are equally distinctive. Your dreams are a personalized canvas of your thoughts, emotions, and experiences. Understanding this uniqueness is the first step in uncovering the hidden treasures your dreams hold. Think of dream exploration as an adventure, with a toolbox filled with different techniques and methods. These tools include dream journaling, meditation, visualization, or even consulting with experts like mediums or psychologists. Each tool can serve as a specific purpose and cater to different aspects of your dream journey. So listeners, experimentation is key here. What works for one person might not work for another. Dream journaling, for instance, may be incredibly effective for some, but not so for others. So don't be disheartened, listeners. If a particular approach doesn't yield immediate results, keep trying different methods and discover what resonates most with your unique dream experiences. Listeners, it's crucial to remember that while experimenting, it's important to stay consistent with your chosen methods. Dream exploration is like developing a skill. It requires practice and patience. Give each technique a fair chance and allow time to work its magic. And last but not least, listeners, trust your intuition. Your intuition plays a significant role in this journey. Pay attention to your gut feeling, as Nikki and I have mentioned before, and the methods that genuinely feel right for you. Sometimes the approach that resonates the most with you will be the most effective. Don't forget to connect with your dreams. Your dreams are a doorway to self-discovery. They are a direct line to your subconscious mind. By connecting with your dreams, you can gain a profound insight into your fears, desires and aspirations. Your dreams can be a powerful tool for personal growth and self-awareness. So dear listeners, remember that your dream journey is unique and ever-evolving. Explore, experiment and embrace the diversity of techniques available. Ultimately, you'll discover the methods that resonate with you and enable you to unlock the full potential of your dream experiences. Dream exploration is an exciting and enlightening process, and we're here to support you every step of the way, listeners. That brings us to the close of today's episode, and I must say I've had an absolutely wonderful time conversing with my dear friend Nikki. Nikki, I can't express enough gratitude for gracing us with your presence on the show and for generously sharing your wealth of knowledge and expertise. It's been an incredibly enlightening and engaging conversation. Thank you so much, Ben, and thank you to you too, listeners. Remember, dreams are a great way of finding out who we are. They are a great way to face fears. 
They're a great way to understanding who we are on a really deeper level and actually finding out things about ourselves that we may not have actually known. They are a wonderful thing that is about where we've been, where we are, and possibly even where we're going. Dreams are really a story about us. So thank you very much, Ben, for having me on this wonderful episode. And everybody out there, please take care and enjoy your dreams. We hope that our insights have undoubtedly added a layer of depth to your understanding of the dream world listeners. And we hope you found today's episode as enlightening and inspiring as we have. Remember, our dreams are windows into our inner selves. And the more we explore them, the better we understand our hopes, fears and desires. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Captivating paranormal tales with me, and you could be featured on an upcoming episode. Reach out to me today and let your voice be heard in the realm of the mysterious and unexplained. Connect with me via Facebook and become part of our journey into the paranormal. Your stories are waiting to be told. <laughs>